Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Today's message is the incredible power of believing. You know, we're called believers. That should tip us off on what we're actually supposed to be emphasizing. I want to be a believing believer that actually believes. The book of Galatians, chapter 3, Paul rebukes the Galatians. He says, you're foolish. Having begun in the spirit, are you going to be now made perfect in the flesh? See, this one thing I want to know from you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? He says, you began not by a focus on conduct and works. You began this great spiritual journey by focusing on what you believe, by hearing something and then believing it. Verse 5, he says, he who supplies the Spirit to you and works miracles among you, does he do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And again, the answer is the hearing of faith. So he's saying, even for the increase of the supply of the Spirit, the supernatural, miracles, that's going to come based on focusing more on what you believe than what you do. I sometimes ask people the question, if you have a problem to get out of or a dream to get into, what percentage of your effort will you spend on conduct and what percentage of your effort will you spend on beliefs? I would say for most of us, it's probably 80% on effort, 20% on beliefs. Paul would say that's foolish. What it should be, in my opinion, and I submit this to you for your prayer, is that to get out of a problem, get out of a negative habit, get out of uh, something difficult, or to get into a dream or your purpose, destiny, prophetic destiny, 80% of our effort, if we want to use that language, should be on our beliefs and 20% on our conduct. Again, if, if we're the opposite, Paul would say, you're foolish. Basically, if we focus more on conduct than we focus on beliefs, it cuts off the flow of grace that's in our lives. Now, in Ephesians 1, the great apostolic prayer that Paul prayed, I just love this, starting with verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the glorious riches of his inheritance in the saints. Now listen to this. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the working of his mighty power? And, and the Lord just asked, I mean, Paul just asked the Lord to open the eyes of the Ephesian believers that they would know three things, but I want to highlight the one thing he said, that they, that we might know the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. Yesterday, I was reading out of my book, Declarations. By the way, most of my books are great devotional books to read one thought, one page a day or two pages a day, depending on the book. And it just is, I get so inspired by reading my own. I was reading the last one. There's 30 different areas to make declarations in. And this one is leaving a legacy and an, inher an enduring inheritance. And 
you know, just there's some great declarations there, but then there's some wisdom to add to the declarations. And the first piece of wisdom is that study diligently and believe in the finished works of the cross. Abraham was strengthened in faith to become fully convinced of what was promised. See Romans 4, 20-21. As a result, he left an incredible inheritance. As we believe our promises, we will too. You know, I thought about that, you know, that phrase, as we believe our promises, we will too. And my mind just went back to Abraham and the the ups and downs that he had regarding the promises that the Lord had given him. And he just seemed at times to fail miserably. And I look, you know, his story in Romans 4, where it talks about him is, is so powerful. And, and I, I love Romans 4, especially the last part of the chapter, because God holds up Abraham an old covenant person who actually had a new covenant experience, he holds him up to us as a model or the model of how to walk in New Testament beliefs or New Testament faith. Now in verse 17, it it says this. I'll, I'll start there. It says, As it is written, I've made you a father of many nations. In In the presence of him whom he believed, God, who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. And then in verse 18, talking about Abraham, who contrary to hope, in hope believed. So he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. And and just, this goes back to the hearing of faith. This goes back to hearing something. That's why declarations are so important, because if we're going to believe something different, we have to hear something different. And who, contrary to hope, in hope, believed. You know, there's situations in our life and where hope is just not there. It, it's contrary. And, and he believed. Now, I want to remind you the difference, my, my, my definition of the difference between hope and faith. Hope is more general. Faith is more specific. Hope says, I don't know how God's going to do it, but he's going to do it. He promised. Faith says, it's, it's God's going to do it this way, and it has to end up looking like this for God's purposes to be accomplished. And Abraham developed a whole attitude of hope in his life, and he put the specifics, specific beliefs of him becoming the father of many nations into the soil of hope, which is a general, overall, optimistic attitude about the future. Verse 18, who contrary to hope, in hope, believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead. You know, faith faith people, hope people don't walk in denial they don't deny the facts. They just believe in truths above the facts. So it's not that we're, he was denying his old age or Sarah's old age concerning the promise of a baby coming through her. But he, he didn't focus on that. He did not consider his own body already dead since he was about 100 years old in the deadness of Sarah's womb. He did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God and being fully convinced 
what he had promised he was able to perform, and therefore it was accounted to him as righteousness. Ah, this really blesses me. You got, you know, it says, and and he did not waver in verse 20. Well, that really encourages me. (laughs) That encourages me a lot on my belief journey. Because I look at Abraham's life and I say, wow, there were, there were quite a few waivers. Ishmael was a waiver. If you don't know the story, fully read about him in Genesis. Ishmael was a waiver. His lying about Sarah being his sister, in my opinion, was a waiver. Him laughing when God told him in Genesis 17 that it was still going to happen through Sarah, he fell on his face and laughed. That seemed to be a waiver. God's overall view of your faith is is at a higher level than you might think. Just because you walk, just because you don't always have great emotions of faith doesn't mean that you're not a person of faith. Just keep persevering. So he, he, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. If you feel like you're wavering today, I just want to encourage you. I believe the Lord's going to strengthen you. And that is not the final story. That's not the final chapter in your story, but was strengthened in faith. And so we understand this as we prioritize and we give 80% of our focus to be on beliefs. We understand there's a strengthening of our faith. And that strengthening occurs when the circumstances haven't changed. <laughs> Giving glory to God. He was just glorying to the Lord. He was he was worshiping the Lord. His, his eyes were not just on the promise, but they were on the promise giver. If we just focus on the promise and don't build relationship with the promise giver, then it just becomes more of a formula versus a relationship. And then verse 21, and being fully convinced, fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform. And so we're headed towards being fully convinced. That's the goal. I've said it before. The greatest things that we need to hear will usually sound ridiculous at first, and then we move to a point of getting strengthened in faith, and then we're moving towards fully convinced. Hey, God is really putting His grace on you today to believe His promises and to pull down the supernatural miraculous provision and manifestation of the kingdom of God so it's going to impact your descendants in a powerful way. Hey, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Remember these these two great truths from Igniting Hope Ministries. Number one, there's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. When people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. And secondly, remember the joy of the Lord is your strength. There's no convenient time to become joyful. We don't need joy at the end of the battle. We need joy in the middle of the battle. There's always going to be unresolved situations. There's always going to be uncertainties in our life. So if we're waiting for those to disappear before we have joy, we will never have joy. Hey, share this podcast with somebody else. We love to encourage you here. Bless you much. We'll look forward to having you with us again. Bless you. This is Steve Backlund. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.